Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Winter is here in Texas. You know how it is, right? Um, from one week to the other, things can change very rapidly. What do they say in Texas? If you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. But this is not a show about the weather. We talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, in the media. Sometimes we talk about football because there's an F at the end of that. Faith, family, freedom, football. And it might work its way into the conversation today. I'm just saying because of the history and experience of our guest today. Connor Champion is going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. As you can see, he's in studio. We do have that option if you're watching live on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you're catching this uh, on different formats that we're on, uh, not only visually, but we. this is a podcast that we run, and we run it weekly on a variety of different formats. If you've downloaded our app, the Texas Values app, you'd be able to access this program that way as well. And so, But I'm excited to have Connor in the studio, and if you're ever a guest on our show and you're in the local area or you happen to be in town and you want to have the interview in studio, we have the ability to do that. We have an in-house studio in our north office. Our main office is right across the street from the state capitol, but the studio with which we produce this program is at our north office just off 183 in Anderson Mill. So, But I'm excited to have him in studio. We got to meet and spend some time in person a week or so ago, get to know each other, and I know his family well, and I'll, I'll dive into that in just a minute. Um, but just a couple of programming notes, all right? So I'm going to go ahead and, um, excuse me, share this on my Facebook page. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we invite you to share it, like it, get it into some chats and some groups. Let's increase uh, the amount of people that have access and awareness of this conversation. Because we're having a timely conversation about education, about really partly the growth and the demands and the interests that families have and young people have, uh, not only across the country, but certainly in Texas. You know, we're at the end of a special session for the education issue, mainly for K through 12, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that families and parents, there's a lot of growth in the state of Texas, but a lot of people that are looking for a classical, a Christian-based education <clears throat> format and opportunity. And that's what we're going to be discussing today because Connor is the president of Austin Christian University. It is a new university here in the Central Texas area, not limited to Central Texas um, without a doubt. I imagine they're going to attract students not only from the greater um, part of the state, but outside of the state as well. So Connor is the son of Joe Champion, who is the pastor, founding pastor of Celebration Church in the greater Georgetown area and a good friend of ours. We've done some work for Pastor Champion in that congregation many years ago to protect their religious freedom. So Connor, welcome on the set here Thank at the you Texas for Values me. Report. Yeah, no, this is really exciting and we love Texas Values. We're big fans. Yeah. Well, listen, and uh, you know, I've enjoyed getting to know your dad over the years. It's great to see leaders like him who understand how important it is to be a leader in the area of religious freedom, also in Christian values, biblical worldview, and, you know, really continue to grow a presence biblically based from Celebration Church, but also engaging the culture, engaging the public, and understanding that there's work for us to do outside the four walls of the church. And so, uh, and it's surprising to me, you and I had not met before, and not that that's a bad thing, but, um, you know, sometimes we say, stay in certain lanes. And so I was really excited to hear about the work you're doing, this new opportunity, 
And to know that it's, you know, look, you're from Georgetown, you're from Texas. This is something that's sort of, uh, you know, grown right in your backyard, if you will. So tell us a little bit about Austin Christian University, and then we'll sort of circle back around and talk a little bit about your background. Yeah, so Austin Christian University is a conservative, uh, Christ-centered business school where we're holistically developing business students. And so what's been really awesome is, you know, our, our property, we sit on 110 acres, and so the rest of that property sitting right off of 35 in Georgetown is dedicated towards building a university. And with, you know, a lot of the businesses that are in Austin moving to Austin, we mm -hmm. have a lot of executives that are a part of this venture that are really passionate about seeing students that are, yep. you know, holistically developed and, and Christ-centered and have yep. great morals and that's something that ceases to exist in a lot of worlds today. Well, and I think there are probably a lot of students and families, and I say families, look, I have a high school senior. You know, the process of deciding where you're going to go to college, um, making that next step. I mean, look, there are probably some students that do a lot of that are on their own or the families are maybe not that involved. But I think, um, you know, in the current time period we're in, a lot of times these are family decisions or, you know, this is a family um, process, if you will, of helping your child decide, uh, mentoring them, guide them, going through all the, um, the paperwork. As a matter of fact, I was involved in some of this process uh, yesterday. I have, as I mentioned, I have a high school senior and looking at all the applications right. and having that conversation to decide, you know, is everything turned in, but also looking at what is the best fit. And sometimes thinking about it, okay, here's what I think is best as a parent, what's best for my child, but giving them an idea, hey, I've been down this road, or I know what that's, you know, that these settings can be like, yeah. what to expect. And so trying to prepare your child and give your child some more options to consider, um, you know, during this process and time period, and it can start much sooner than the senior year or the summer before your senior year in high school. And so I think that, you know, some kids, a lot of kids may want to stay home, right? They want to stay closer to home. Sometimes parents like that. Sometimes parents are encouraging their kids uh, to move out and to get a little bit further away and develop some of their independence. But I do think that many people are looking for different options. They're looking for authentic options yeah. too, right? If you're a, if you're a Christian and you know, your beliefs matter a lot to you, not just in the four walls of the church, but you know, you know that your child is going to be impacted by that environment. You want them to be in an environment that is going to not just challenge them academically, but also support their faith. Because um, during that time period is, you know, the kids get out there and it's their opportunity now to take more of that responsibility yeah. and, um, and see how it goes from there. And so you want them to have that support while it might be good for them to learn a little bit about, you know, the differences in other cultures and so on. Um, you want them to also feel like they're supported. And so, but while having a great academic background and challenging environment, and that sounds like what you've got at Austin Christian University, and you guys are just getting started. Yeah. You're in your first academic year. You mentioned to me it's a, a pilot year. Tell us what that means and what are some of the plans moving forward? Yeah. So for the first year, you know, a big part of what we wanted to do is we wanted to keep it tight. And this will be the first year coming into 2024 that we do external marketing for the school. We had 140 applicants in the first year just for the pilot program. We took 33 students that have a 3.8 GPA. So we have world-class students. We have students that have transferred from UT. We have students that have picked us over academy schools. And really, we are de designing an elite education with some of the elite minds in the world. And, and we're able to expose our students in a small classroom setting to executives at 
in Apple or Tesla or Samsung um, who are Christ-centered believers and have done a great job in their careers. And so we're giving them access to a network. Yeah, no, that's that's exciting too. I know something that, that appeals to me as a professional, depending on who you ask, I think of myself as a professional, um, you know, later, is it this week, next week, I believe it's on November 6th, I'll have to look at my certificate on my wall. I'm coming up on 20 years as a licensed attorney. And so I've been in the practice, the profession of law for, you know, two decades and but also involved in running a nonprofit business, we're always looking for young people that are taking a more serious and focused approach to their future, where they are now, and looking for those like-minded opportunities, but also being in a position where I might be able to share some of the experience I had, some of the uh, insight, expertise, if you will, with young people to give them something to use moving forward, or also to give them an idea of what you know what to expect yeah. when they leave the university setting. You know, the central Texas area used to be a little bit smaller city in people's minds. It's the capital city, but, you know, you had Dallas-Fort Worth, and you had San Antonio and Houston. Um, I think, you know, arguably the greater Austin area, which includes Georgetown, is likely larger in population, if not pretty close, in San Antonio, yeah. just behind Dallas-Fort Worth and certainly a good bit behind Houston. But when you look at this I-35 corridor, the space that we're in, the growth of the economy, the different businesses you mentioned, and also the downtown area, a you know a, um, an airport, which I flew into last night from DC, expanding in the city becoming, you know, they call it an international airport here in Austin, um, just having a lot more to offer and, and interest. And so I think that will work in your favor, but again, a lot more people that have the values that we have from this area or different parts of the world and the, the country that are looking for that focus in authentic education. Because you see some universities, and I'm not going to name names, maybe I will next time, of universities that talk about being Christian or have this history or reputation of being conservative or Christian, and then you get there and it seems like it's in name only. Right. You know, and and so, and, and, and it troubles me that as universities grow, it seems to be that they lose their identity, or maybe some of them think that they have to. Some of that is the pressures, the cancel culture, uh, the current um, um, political climate we're in sometimes where you, know, you have to fight just to keep in existence or push back from the federal government or whatever. And so I know you guys are prepared for that. Talk a little bit about how the independence of Austin Christian University, which you know, could put you in a position and not have to be as concerned about some of those things. Yeah, one of the things that Austin Christian is committed to long term is we're not we're not taking government funding, which as you know, that is a huge part of what's driving what's happening in the university space. And, you know, Jonathan Haidt, who's a professor at NYU, uh, actually a liberal atheist, talks about the challenges that he's seeing in the university space where the liberal and progressive ideology has totally overrun the university space. There's not really a place for freedom of thought. There's not a place for conversation. And we're seeing that with our students. Like I said, I mean, we have a student uh, from a university that's a top tier university, not to be named, but she came over to our school because she was getting ridiculed and actually getting docked on her grades. Yeah. And I think what is special but what we're doing, I mean, another stat is 80% of students will leave their faith after graduating high school and going to a secular university. And you would think that a lot of these Christian universities would step up and be that, but we're seeing them go further and further away from that. And uh, we talk about it, Austin Christian, the C isn't silent. 
you know, whenever we talk about Christian, we're, we're actually, uh, we're going to be loud and proud about it. And yeah. I think that that translates. I mean, you see it at Chick-fil-A, you see it um, at so many different companies that have Christian values. And Hobby, that doesn't mean... Hobby Lobby. Yeah, Hobby you know, Lobby. Um, who had to go to the U.S. Supreme Court right. to protect themselves. Right. And, and you know, maybe... You have to do that sometimes, or, you know, that's part of our process, if you will. But it shouldn't have to be that way, right? I mean, you shouldn't have to worry so much about that that you can't focus on the education side. And obviously, schools will if they have to at times to time, from time to time. But that should be way the exception. And I don't think that's what we've seen recently. And so, but having decisions like Hobby Lobby, even having decisions like Coach Joe Kennedy, uh, his football prayer went at the U.S. Supreme Court could give you more confidence that as you're more public and demonstrative and firm about your beliefs that you know you've got that protection in you know, hopefully and without the government funding and so on um, you'll be in a position that if those challenges come that you're more prepared to withstand them or to say you know look you might want to pick on somebody else yeah, yeah. you know um, and, I, and I think it's important too I went to a large university for undergrad and for law school, we mentioned this when you and I met for lunch, I had to sue my university to protect the pro-life group that I was a part of when I was on campus. I'm glad that we won, but that was a lot to go yeah. through. And it is, you know, and look, that was 20 years ago. We're still seeing some elements of this. And, you know, instead of the university being this marketplace of ideas and let's have, you know, a robust debate, um, you know, really the, you know, the scale is weighed on one side. And you can't expect that most university students are going to have the strength and the ability to stand up to that. Most of them are either going to ride along with it, or they may leave, right. or they may say, you know what, maybe you know, maybe I shouldn't believe in this. I yeah. mean, they're going to kind of cave to some of that pressure. Um, I would imagine, though, creating that environment then allows leaders that are already looking for that in your environment, Austin Christian University, um, to grow more as leaders and to know, you know, um, the state, the culture, the, the Christian community needs them. Yeah. We need those new leaders. Talk to us a little bit about what a student can expect on that side of things, um, not only the business side and the professional side, and that's absolutely important. I know a big part of the, um, the focus of it, but saying, hey, we're, we're also equipping you to not just get your degree and move on, but to be a leader in the Christian community. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people have a misconception of whenever you come out of a Christian school that is loud and proud about your faith, it's that a student's going to walk out and, you know, hit people over the head with the Bible. You know, that's not what we're doing. We're developing leaders that are going to add so much value to a company, so much value to an individual, that at some point somebody's going to say, what's different about you? And at that time, they will have the opportunity to share their faith. And I think that's what's really cool about what we're doing. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not weird. It's not uh, we're, we're creating these, you know, weird little Christian kids, but it's people that are going to be so good at their jobs that people will say, what's different? And then they can articulate their faith. So we're giving them the skills to articulate their faith and not only the competencies to be incredible at their job. Well, and look, there is a lot to, that the Bible says about, uh, you know, being productive, being um, ethical, right? Doing the right thing. So many of the values that we have that our law should depend on and had for many years related to the way that you treated people in business, right? We look at some of the um, booms and busts in our economy, in our society, and a lot of times those are moral failings. Those are ethical failings that, you know, you hope that people in the business world will see that from a Christian student and from that background and, and that would tell them, 
These people are more likely to follow the rules, yeah. treat people the right way, get up every day. I'm reminded, and you might know the scripture verse uh, reference better than I do, right? He who does not work shall not eat, right? Yeah. There's a, you know, right. It, it kind of boils it down to something very simplistic, right? In that importance of, you know, a, um, an honest day's work and pay in that you keep your commitments, right? Yeah. You say that you're going to um, meet certain goals at your job. You say that you're going to show up every day. You say that you're doing certain things and you're, you know. So I think that that's something that we used to have a lot of confidence in. And I think a lot of employers used to think about, and I don't think you see it as that much. They focus more on, well, what is this person doing on Sunday and less on what they're doing Monday right. through Friday. And, uh, and I don't think those things have to be different. But, um, but I think that when, you, when people are reminded of that and they see that come together with a high level of professionalism and ability to do work well, um, that's going to be attractive. And so, you know, I know that's something we look for in our organization, yeah. right? We know that you're looking for that complete package, if you will. And look, I mean, I have three teenagers in my home. There's a lot of maturity for kids to yeah. still go through. Yeah in a university setting. Um, talk to us about what you're seeing the first year. Yeah. You know, I know it's a pilot year, but I'm sure you guys are excited. And um, what does the expansion look like after that? Yeah, I think one thing that we've seen is we're, we're committed to coaching our students. You know, that's what we talk about whenever we say we're holistically developing these students is, you know, one thing that we talk about a lot is no BCD, which means no blame, complain, defend. You know, those are values that our country honestly has lost. We, we aren't teaching just fundamental values of how to behave in life, yeah. you know, just common life skills that used to be there that aren't there today. So uh, whenever a student comes to one of us and maybe has a complaint about a student, they come in, they say, hey, I'm not trying to BCD. I'm not trying. <laughs> so we're seeing the language of these students change and we're seeing them grow into incredible leaders that have exposure to literally the highest leaders in the world. I mean, we have yeah. Dave Ramsey, who's a partner. We have John Maxwell, who will be teaching. Um, we have two incredible Christ-centered billionaires that are coming in the spring. And so they're in a small classroom setting with these students. But whenever they're not, uh, you know, my background's college football. So See, here we go. I, I was waiting for is, that transition. I, I knew it. I was going to let you tee it up. Yeah, so, so for us, Tell us. <laughs> they're going to be coached. I mean, whenever yeah. they're in class and they, they can't get on Netflix, you know, we're yeah. going to find out. We're going to say, hey, I thought you wanted to be great. And so we're well, holding look, them to that. Standard. And, you know, I know you've played at some of the highest levels. You've coached at some of the highest levels. I mean, athletics these days, high school, certainly college, and then you go to the next level, NFL, MLB, wherever you are. Um, look, I mean, it's high pressure. The expectations yeah. are extremely high. You think about college students, you got to be in the classroom. you got to be on the field. I don't know how they have any extra time to do anything else. I see it in my own home having a high school senior who's on the football and baseball team. And sometimes that's good. There's not a lot of extra time for them to, you know, wonder and get into some bad stuff. But, you know, you've you've got to be able to be mature. You've got to be able to be organized and disciplined. And I think athletics can teach that. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. But with your background, you understand what it's like, too, to have somebody that's coaching yeah. you, right? To have a mentor, someone who's above you that's guiding you in that direction because these students are still learning a lot. Athletes are still learning a lot. 
even some at the highest level, they still have a coach. Yeah. I, I like having a coach. I have people in my profession that are mentors of mine. And I, as I mentioned, I've been in this field 20 years. And so it's good to have that mindset and for y'all to have that approach to knowing that. And, you know, and, and it's interesting you mentioned about some conflicts that students yeah. might have. Um, you know, you look at some of the big universities, and I'm not knocking them to say, you know, they have nothing of value, but there's a difference, right? When you're in a smaller campus and you see people a lot and you sort of have to confront some of those things yeah. and maybe resolve them, yeah. right? You know, we have difference of opinion sometimes. And so I really um, appreciate that. In the mental health crisis, I think it's fair to say that we're having not only in our country, we're seeing it a lot of young people. They're being asked all the time, do you believe this? Why don't you believe that? Are you sure about this? Questioned about so many different things that I think for a long time we felt like we're settled. And that's leading them to go, boy, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. And, um, and so I think those small environments can allow children, uh, excuse me, students to be in a you know position for success, but also feel comfortable knowing, okay, how do I address this from a Christian background? And so I've seen some of the plans; they look glorious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited about it as well. And uh, but I'm also excited about the um, the courage, if you will. I don't know if that's the right word, maybe, but. Um, you know, the the vision, right? Knowing th there's a value for this. We need something like this. Um, it's in Georgetown, but it's called Austin Christian University. Um, but I think that helps people remind the location. I mean, obviously, Austin's a lot more identified. Um, talk to us. So, you know, I know you're there on the campus with the church. What are you hearing from the church community? I'm sure your dad's real excited about what you're doing, but um, what any buzz that you're hearing just from the uh, the people that have been a part of this family, yeah. if you will, in getting this started? Yeah, I think the buzz has been it's been incredible. I mean, not only from the church, but really from the whole Austin community, the people that are that are hearing about this. I think for our parents, one thing that we've talked with a lot of the parents at Celebration about is. You know, this isn't the same day that it was 20 years ago where you send a student off and they get exposed to life outside of Georgetown or they get ex they have so much exposure at the palm of their hand. Exactly. And, and smartphones are giving students access at an age that is way too early. And so that's what they're walking into. They don't need any more exposure. I mean, this isn't, like I said, I mean, this isn't 20 years ago. So for us, we have to equip our students with the ability to articulate their faith and, and defend their beliefs and their values. And there's not a place that a student can walk in and feel comfortable and know, okay, this professor is going to pray over me, or he's going to teach me the right values or, or things that we've stood for for a long time as a country. I mean, those things have, have disappeared. So I think that Celebration sees that. Celebration is, is behind it. And really, you know, we don't have an alumni base, but we have 27,000 members at Celebration that are that are behind it. And yeah. so that is our alumni base. Well, that's a great place to start from. And you mentioned some notable people. If you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, if you don't know who John Maxwell is, um, who's the other name you mentioned? Those two. There was somebody else you mentioned. Um, we are actually... Uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. I caught the two. Um, and I'm big fans. If, you know, if you're a child in my house, you know who Dave Ramsey and John Maxwell are, but it's kind of nice to hear you say it. Cause you know how kids are. They're like, Oh, dad listens to this guy and these podcasts or whatever. And they probably think they may not realize the history that some of these yeah. people have and the influence that they have. I know you've had John Maxwell and Dave Ramsey, your dad has at the church. Um, you know, these are folks, you know, John Maxwell has been in this field, if you will, and been doing work long before Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey, the past 25, 30 years, but has steadily been growing their influence 
And, you know, it's some of it's Christian-based, but it's not all about yeah. that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot of practical things that they talk about that you don't have to be a Christian to support, but that is from where they come from. And they're oftentimes very public about that. But they've done extremely well. John Maxwell is one of the most successful leadership trainers in the world. Not just Texas, not just in the United States, but in the world. Dave Ramsey has one of the most well-listened-to radio show and podcasts. He's got all kinds of books. He focuses on a lot on wealth and business management, but a lot of things that really can help you have success as an individual and as a family. And so... You know, look, that's I want to go there. Okay, let me go back and get my degree. I want to be I want to be a part of what y'all are doing though, because I also respect these folks, and I know if they're invested in it, if they see value in it, um, you know, that's about yeah. as good as it's going to get. And so I'm excited for what y'all are doing. We're about to run out of time, and I want to throw in a couple things too. So if you want to come to some of our events that are coming up soon, speaking of Coach Joe Kennedy, all right, this is the football coach who won his prayer case at the U.S. Supreme Court for kneeling on the 50-yard line after the game was over on his own. He got fired. He fought for over seven years to get his job back. He won at the U.S. Supreme Court, then got his job back, and then they weren't so friendly to him when he came back and wanted to start coaching again. So, unfortunately, um, he's left the environment that he fought for so long to get back into. you got to hear the rest of the story. He's got a book coming out. So, November 30th in Houston, he's going to be speaking at our Houston Gala. That is at Houston Country Club in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Plano. Riley Gaines, speaking of what the college environment looks like these days and the challenge kids are going through, she knows as a collegiate athlete what it's like having to compete against men in women's sports. She's going to talk about that December 6th. Glen Eagles Country Club in Plano. We're going to have a wonderful program there. Mark Davis, talk radio show, is going to be our MC. Kelly Shackelford, who litigated that case on behalf of Coach Joe Kennedy at the U.S. Supreme Court, will be there December 6th txvalues.org get your tickets those events will sell out and we've got some other announcements we're going to have coming up soon there's an election going on too right now constitutional amendments some local elections check txvaluesaction.org to see some of the information that we have there if you see value in our work please consider making a donation at txvalues.org we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization and that's how together we'll protect faith family and freedom in texas and we'll talk to you next week on the texas values report